Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Divinity Life Podcast. This is Crowns by Divinity Life Podcast. I hope that you're all doing well and that this finds you standing strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. And uh, we are back here with another uh, podcast episode. This is episode number four, you guys. And we are talking about kingdom motherhood once again. And this is part two. So uh, welcome, welcome, welcome back for part two. Um, I am uh, waiting for my guest to try to come back in. She was having some difficulties getting on. So um, she's joining, but we're not able to get her uh, face on the screen. So we're trying to work that out. So sorry for the delays here. Um, if you're seeing this, this is, <laughs> I'll put the link in the, in the description just to explain, girl, it's a lot. Okay. It is a lot. Okay. So, um, bear with us. We're trying to get her and her daughter in the stream. So one second. Okay. Hey, Soraya, how are you? <laughs> Okay, one second. Hello, Mama. Can you hear me, Soraya? Yes, I can. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, good to see you. Nice to see you too. Still as beautiful as ever. <laughs> Thank you, you too. Your mom is trying to get in into the stream. Um, she was having some problem with her video. I think she was trying to turn her camera on on her computer. So okay, I'll just give her just a moment. But I I miss you, girl. Look at you, mm -hmm. you big and grown. You bigger than me, probably. How tall are you? Uh, five foot. Already taller than me. Already. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Good to see you. Okay, so um, I'm gonna click you. I'm gonna click you off so I can introduce. Um, just kind of introduce the stream, and they'll give your mom time to get her camera uh, set because I think she was having an issue with it. Okay, okay. don't worry about Aunt Shelly. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Want to use your iPhone? Uh, Dad's trying to help her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to introduce the screen, the stream, and then I'll be right back to you, okay? Okay. All right. All right, you guys. So welcome, welcome, uh, welcome. Um, yeah, so <laughs> your sister, listen, this happened to me about three years ago. I have, I've, I have off and on uh, kind of issues with, um, you know, <laughs> carpal tunnel slash arthritis activities that I don't claim any of, but um, that is uh, something that's kind of been ongoing um, for the past several years. And I have these flare-ups every now and then, and I haven't had a flare-up. Hello, uh, sister. God bless you. Um, I haven't had a flare-up in about three years, you guys. But I think what happened was I think I slept on it um, somehow maybe I slept on it and, um, it just flared up on me. So my, my wrist is swollen 
it feels broken but it's not and your sister is looking drowsy like this because i am heavily medicated believe it or not girl heavily medicated and yeah just trying to make you know trying to um trying to uh maintain to get through this okay okay a little bit of freezing there sorry for that yeah just trying to get through this you know <laughs> So that's what happened. I can't type. Um, so I'm going to try to copy paste the title of the stream into our ticker here. Um, God bless you. Uh, Sister Madeline is here. Madeline, God bless you. Welcome. If you're coming in, uh, let us know where you are watching from. That would be great. And uh, yeah, we're we're back here. Uh, sorry, Lou. You see, trying to do things with one hand. I'm so, so sorry. Um, uh, we are uh, we are back um, for episode four. This is episode four, and we're doing part two of Kingdom Mamas, y'all, or Kingdom Motherhood. So, yes. Yeah, so we're just waiting for my guest to come in, but I just wanted to uh, welcome everyone. Please get comfortable. Grab your tea. Grab your, your coffee or whatever you're having. Um I'm not having anything because, listen, I don't need to be running. <laughs> I don't need to be running um, uh, to the restroom during this stream, okay? <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah, get comfortable. Um, let us know where you're watching from. Please make sure that you hit the thumbs up and subscribe. If you're not subscribed, share this stream with someone uh, that may, you know, really, really uh, enjoy this. Amen. Because we are... Uh, we're talking about um, kingdom motherhood. We're talking about kingdom motherhood. And uh, the base scripture from last last time, last episode was Proverbs 22 and 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go or she. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I hope you guys can hear me okay. So, yeah, this is our base scripture. And this is kind of, you know, where we are coming from. And I'm going to be interviewing uh, my sister in the Lord, Sister Hapsi, and her daughter, Soraya Rose. Um, and I'm very, very excited. So, yeah, get excited, you guys. Um, let me grab this. Uh, let me grab this real quick here. I'm trying to do things with one hand. Okay. All right. Paste this here. How is everyone doing? How is everyone doing? How are you doing? All right, so here we go. I'm doing well. Had a bit of a, you know, uh, had a bit of a hiccup. <laughs> I've been down for a couple days and, and I'm just now like trying to this the swelling is just now you know trying to go down as of this afternoon so so sorry for this you guys it, it was it's just something that you know that happened um but uh yes we are here all right so i have sister soraya on um let's see if mama needs help okay 
let me send her another link here to get in. Uh, just, okay, she's here. All right, great. All right, so I have, a, but everybody's here. All right, welcome, 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 welcome. Okay, so um, we are going to be um, talking about Kingdom Motherhood Part 2. Um, the previous episode, uh, we had Sister um, Sister Rose on with us, and that conversation was so good. And, you know, um, I was thinking, like, Lord, should we do a Part 2? And so I, I asked the ladies um, in the group and they said, yeah, we think we should do a part two. So we're doing a part two. And this sister is uh, my beautiful sister who was with me also on last year's um, autumn retreat. Her name is Hapsi. And we have her daughter with us, Soraya Rose, which I love so much. She is so such a beauty and such a beauty at heart as well. Um, she did like a little commercial for us. Um, for the, uh, for the uh, autumn retreat last year. And I just thought it was so lovely. And so um, we've been talking about, you know, this thing that I told you guys about on Tuesday night. If you didn't watch Tuesday night, then you probably, you know, want to go back and watch that. No, I'm not going to put you through all that. Anyway, um, we are starting something, uh, you know, um, here on the channel, just in, in are we freezing? Okay, sorry for that. Uh, we're starting something uh, in the future. Okay, we got something exciting coming in the future in the area of films, <laughs> short films. And so I am praying that um, we can get uh, Sister Soraya <laughs> in one of these short films and her mom as well. She they already she already kind of agreed. So we're gonna pray, you know, that 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 thing stands because I'm so excited for it. But anyway. Um, yeah, Kingdom Motherhood, you guys, um, and I'm going to be interviewing <clears throat> Sister Hapsi, um, so I'm going to bring her into the stream and just kind of, uh, yeah, just kind of take it from there, all right? So we're going to pray and uh, do all of that uh, once she's in, amen? So I hope to see you in just a moment, or I'll see you in just a moment. Hello, Sister Hepsi. Hello, ma'am. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good, considering everything, but I'm doing good. Don't worry. Don't worry. These things happen uh, with live streams, especially when you're trying to bring on guests. So, um, yeah. you know, it, it's okay. Um, you know, it's not your fault. It's okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's try to... Um, I'm going to try to bring in uh, Mama, our, our little angel here. <laughs> All right, Sister Soraya Rose. Amen. All right, so we're talking about kingdom motherhood, and we've all been so excited about this episode, you guys. And um, yeah, so we're going to pray and we're going to jump in, and I'm going to ask. Um, I'm going to introduce, you know, uh, sister, sister Hapsi and um, let them or let them just kind of, you know, introduce themselves and everything. And then we're going to jump into some really good questions. So, uh, yes, I want to welcome, 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 Madeline. God bless you. She said, yes, she is live. Yes, she made it in live. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for joining. 
We have um, Stephanie Menlo. God bless you. Sounds like a relative of ours. <laughs> God that's bless my, you. my husband. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. And thank you so much for joining, uh, joining us tonight. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, make sure to share with someone, you know, um, who, who is a mama, a kingdom mama. Okay. This is about kingdom mamas. Uh, those who are striving uh, for perfection in every um, aspect of life, um, you know, when it comes to the kingdom of God, just personal growth, period, um, as women of God. But we're, tonight we're talking specifically about motherhood again. So um, if you're a mother, if you're a mom-to-be, if you're a spiritual mama, you know, and things like that, you are going to love this episode. So welcome, 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 everyone. Um uh, oh, we have, oh, she says, hi, my baby. I think she's talking to you, Mama, uh, Sister Soraya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Auntie Caroline. Welcome, Auntie Caroline. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for joining, sis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's pray and then let's, uh, let's jump into some questions. I I'm going to try to get these. Let's see if I can, uh get these uh off the uh the screen here i'm not sure why they're just kind of hanging out there but that's the automatic automated chat so the the comments are just going to pop on i don't want it to um to hinder the view so let's see what we can do oh no i can't have it covering my angel wait a minute let's see Okay, let's see how we can uh, navigate this. One second. Oh, no, 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 no. There you go. Okay, let's just keep that. Let me see if I can fix this somehow. Sorry, guys. Um, one second. I think this is autom uh, automatic. Just one second. I'm going to see if I can. Yeah, right here. Okay, did that work? Mm -hmm. no. One second, guys. So sorry. Okay, um, let's just, I don't know why that's there, honestly. I don't know, <laughs> but we just got to roll with it. Okay, we just got to roll with it. All right, okay. so let's pray. Um, Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, we thank you for your uh, your daughters that are here tonight, Lord, and we thank you for uh, this time, this moment that you've allowed us to come together and to uh, talk about motherhood, motherhood, Lord, as you would have it concerning your daughters, Father God. We just thank you, Lord, for each and every viewer. We thank you for those that will catch this by way of replay, and we cover each and every one of them in the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father God. We just welcome your Holy Spirit to come in and to take over every aspect of this episode tonight, and that you would speak through us, Lord, that you would uh, 
educate, that you would reveal, that you would teach, and that you would encourage, that you would motivate, and that you would inspire your daughters here tonight, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, all over the world, those that are joining either now or later, Father, we thank you for each and every one of them. Let this be a blessing to them. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. All right. Okay, so Sister Hapsi, you want to introduce yourself? Well, <laughs> my name is Hapsi Minlo. I'm just a mom trying to make it out here in the streets. Um, <laughs> I'm married with two kids, and um, it's been a journey with this kingdom um, motherhood, but we're learning every day, and because we're children of God, he always um, finds a way right to bring us back to why he created us in the first place so um that's pretty much it i do have a youtube channel encourage to sparkle um i share content whenever the lord leads me i should do that more often than i am but um yeah that's pretty much what it is who i am amen where are you where are you from so i am i live in maryland um originally from cameroon um, but I live in Maryland. However, I am currently, as I told you, in Seattle for work. So hence why I'm on two separate screens with my baby. But hopefully I'll see you soon. But yeah. Hello? Yes, yes. Amen. Uh, I got a, a screen freeze here just waiting for it to unlock. Not sure why that's... Can you hear me? I can hear you very well. Okay. Okay, one second. Okay, let's see. All right. Um, <laughs> Looks like your camera went off. Yeah, this is so weird. Let's see. Okay. Um, go ahead, Sister Hapsy. Um, I'm gonna uh I'm I'm just gonna hide myself. Uh oh. Did we lose her completely? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna um I'm gonna give the screen to you two, and um I'm just gonna ask some questions while I try to work out my uh my video. I'm not sure why it just went out. Um, okay. But, um, I'm gonna ask you some questions. Um, first question is gonna be about um identifying uh, spiritual gifts, like identifying. Um, the gifts and the talents in your in your children, because I think that these these are some topics that we didn't really touch on last time. And I wanted to kind of cover several bases. So we're going to talk about how to identify um, spiritual gifts and talents in your children, how important that is. We're also going to talk about, um, um, you know, how you actually teach your daughter, um, you know, things about motherhood as you know, at an early age. And we're also going to talk about um, uh, cultivating a peaceful environment 
in the home that makes it conducive uh, for raising children, especially, you know, kingdom children, peace is paramount in our world, you know? <laughs> so right. cultivating that peaceful environment in your home, um, in your marriage and in your family, uh, which makes that, you know, your home conducive to raise godly seed. And um, we're also going to talk about Soraya's point of view from being a daughter, amen, and um, what she thinks about, you know, uh, motherhood and things like that, get her point of view and things like that. So we're just going to start out um, uh, talking about identifying spiritual gifts and talents. How did you begin to identify, um, you know, the spiritual gifts uh, that, right. that your daughter has? Okay, so I think just to kind of like lay the foundation, right? In Psalms 127, verse 3, we know that children, the Lord says, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward. And every good, and, and James 1, 17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So I think... Um, there is no way I could have been able to see the strengths in my daughter without um, having the Holy Spirit in me, right? Because it's only through the lens of the Holy Spirit that he sheds, sheds that you can see the light in the other person. So, um, you know, growing up from a, a, a background of do as I say, not what I do, that, that mentality can blind you sometimes in actually seeing the strength in the other person because they're only doing what you're saying, you know? So instead of trying to figure out what is the strength of, you know, what, what is this behavior of hers or this um, ability to be bold and to speak up? Is this a gift that I just need to, you know, guide in a certain way, or is this something that she needs to change completely? So I think the culture from where you grew up, how you were brought up and your personal relationship with God, it's really the key to kind of, to being um, able to pick out the gifts in your children. So I'll say, you know, it's really my walk with God that when I see certain things in my kids already, I know I was like, I'm like, okay, um, you know, this is her strength in this area. Yes. It might, it might need a little bit of work. She might be a little, might be a little rough around the edges, but that's where the Holy spirit, that's where talking to them about um, the Holy spirit, making sure that they have a personal relationship with the Holy spirit um, to guide and, you know, uh, almost like fine tune that gift of theirs, right? So I think that's really um, my approach. And the other thing too is making sure that my daughter, um, you know, I'm not a perfect mom, but making sure that she and her brother see, not just hear what we're telling them to do, but see how we're doing it. Because kids in a way, they, they, they have a a natural ability to imitate, right? So you can tell them stop doing this, but if they see you doing it, they will do it. So there's nothing we can do without the Holy Spirit because being able to not only tell her, but show her, I need strength to do that, right? Mm -hmm. So um, again, identifying will mean um, making sure that I'm fine with my spirit so I can pick up on what God is telling me about this child and train them that way, you know, guide them towards that direction, build up that gift in, in them. 
So um, I'll tell you a little story before I <laughs> before I stop this part. When my daughter was in, I think second grade or first grade, one of her teachers had said to me, it was almost like a complaint. Well, you know, she has a big personality and that can be overwhelming for some kids in the class. I didn't take that very lightly because God did not make a mistake to give her that personality. That is a gift. The Lord wants to use that. Our job is to guide that in, you know, God's way and not to tame it. So when she said that, I said, well, it, it's not her fault that she's that way. She's going to have to, um, the other kids in class are going to have to be, you know, comfortable with the fact that that's how she is. Now, if she's being offensive, disrespectful, that's something else that we needs to be addressed, you know? So again, when you see the enemy start attacking your kids in certain areas, then that's a light bulb that, okay, that's what God wants to use. So yes. I protect that a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. And I think that that is, um, that is something that is very, very, uh, um, it's 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 kind of like a sensitive we have to really like be paying attention it's a sensitive area um because most parents overlook that most parents um did i freeze again so sorry i can hear you though okay let's see let me try a little lower resolution here sorry um most parents overlook things like that and they they automatically um just you know they automatically start to try to chastise their children, you know, and say, you know, oh, well, you know, you need to change this and don't be like this and don't be so loud and don't be so, you know, so, you know, outspoken and so on. Not realizing that these are the little things that um, help us to start to identify the gifts, the God-given gifts and talents that God has placed in our children. You know, um, they're, <laughs> they're actually signs. And I remember um, seeing a, um, a video clip from a pastor um, that I thought was really, really great. And he was talking about this, but he was talking about, uh, he was talking about it in the aspect of, of his spiritual children, like his spiritual flock, right? And, um, and he was uh, he was saying that you know there was a there was a young man in his congregation who was very outspoken, very you know uh, kind of intrusive you know and things like that, and everybody around him saw it as a problem. But him, God gave him the eyes you know of a father, right? Being his pastor, he was able to identify um, you know that no, this is the spiritual gift you know, this is a sign of his spiritual gifting and area of calling. So why don't we put him in a position so that he can use that gift and, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like help to help to uh, hone it, help to grow it and so on. And where everybody else was like, you know, not understanding and wanting to him to leave, you know, and stuff like that, you know, uh, why don't you just get rid of this guy, you know, or why don't you right. discipline him? You know, mm -hmm. he began to hone in on the gift and help him to develop that uh, that that particular thing. So, uh, some of these personality traits um, that our children have. <laughs> oh gosh, this thing. <laughs> okay, sorry. So. Uh, some of these personality traits that our children have. Um, yeah, you know, they 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 were not born to fit in with everyone else. You know, they're. 
you know, I, I, I think that the world at large um, sees a problem with not fitting in versus, I mean, sees a problem with, um, with, yeah, not fitting in rather than, you know, standing out or excuse me. Yeah. Not fitting in rather than, rather than standing out. Am I saying that correctly? Yes. Whereas, you know, it, God expects us to stand out as kingdom children and not just fit in and just, you know, because what we're actually teaching our children is how to flow with the majority and right. just be a bandwagon person and do what everyone else does when we were called to be different. So I really love what you said there. And yes, but when you see her personality shine, it is beautiful. So yeah. 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 Okay, so let's, let's uh, look at some comments here. Um, uh, Sister Madeline says, God blessed every child with something special. Yes. Amen. Um, and she said, each child is unique. Um, amen. Yes. Um, and Stephanie says that teacher wanted to dim her light. Okay. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you know, a lot of times these, uh, uh, teachers and, you know, uh, counselors and things like that, uh, those that, you know, uh, um, you know, are supposed to be helping us to to teach right. and, and, and so on because they're not kingdom minded. They often don't realize that they're being used by a spirit that is not the spirit of God. So, yeah, I believe, you know, the enemy definitely wanted to dim her light. So, yes, um, I'll just uh, add one more thing to this. My son, when he was young, um, my son was very loud, like he came into this world with a bright personality like he was able to hold his head up day one looking around at people that are talking in the room doc nurses and you know family and things like that and he was very alert and then we noticed that you know when he cried for for something you know he didn't cry he actually it was like he was fussing at you you know right. so i was like <laughs> wow this baby has a big personality you know and then as he began to learn to talk, he was very loud, you know, he was right. very loud. He had a loud voice. And I was like, wow, you know, what do I do about this? But it wasn't until I came, you know, became born again that yeah. I began to realize, um, well, I became born again um, the year that he was born, actually, later that year. But it wasn't until I started to grow in the Lord and I began to understand, okay, uh, yeah, we, this is, you know, part of who he is as a, you know, as a child of God. So, yeah, yeah. very important to know. And I uh, think that's the key. The key is to know Christ for yourself. Like you have to be walking with the Holy Spirit. You have to know Christ for yourself because most of the times people are worried just about how, you know, when you have a complaint about your child, it's like, how does that make me look? They're worried about their reputation, but they forget about the character of that child. So if I know my child and I know that she's not this way and you teacher are telling me this, or maybe it could be a family member, right? Or somebody else. So um, I need to be able to discern and say, okay, is this out of goodwill? Is this out of just wanting to discipline this child or is it because the child's behavior is making you uncomfortable because you can see something in them that is an insecurity of yours mm. and then it makes you uncomfortable you're like maybe you're not very outspoken or you don't feel comfortable talking in front of people and when you see a little girl that can do that you're like what does she think she is just because you're not able to do it you know Come so it's yes it's stuff like that so we have to be able to 
first get make sure that our walk with the spirit is good so we can see what are not beyond our natural eyes i definitely agree i definitely definitely agree that's a good thing to, to bring out you know sometimes people see us uh people see others through their own uh insufficiencies and their own insecurities uh often <laughs> often so that's that's really great yeah um so um you got anything you want to add to that sister soraya um i guess like like my mom said how the teacher like wanted to like dim my light and like put me down i feel like a lot of people do that um because like they think that this kid is annoying or they can't do anything and i feel like that teacher in specifically like she just she just wanted to put me down and just like exclude me and put me in a space where it's like she's just too loud she's annoying other kids and so yeah kind of like that a lot of people do that a lot of the time so yeah yeah personal issue i just think it's a personal issue for one reason or another you know they don't uh you know they don't prefer us or you know so on and so forth and it's definitely a personal issue um i'm trying to figure, i'm trying i'm going in the settings here i'm really trying to get these uh the comments uh that are on the screen off <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, it's, kind of it's kind of blocking uh, her face. It, I, I don't know why. Well, I can is... see her. I can see her clearly. It's just her name that's on her face. Like, okay. not, not her name is not on her face, but like at the side of the screen. So her face should be fine. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So yeah. Okay. So um, I noticed um, you know, and and I'm already aware of this, that you have a daughter and a son. So can you right. tell me a little bit about the difference real quick, um, you know, the differences between raising a daughter and a son? I only have a son. I don't have a daughter. So tell me what 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 are the, some of the biggest uh, or unique different differences that you see between the two of your children? Okay, so with my son, he is more of... Um, you have to be patient with them. My, if my daughter wants something, she tells you, mom, it's A that I want and it's A. Mm -hmm. SJ will be, he's, he's Stefan, my husband's name is Stefan, so he's Stefan Jr. So we call him SJ. SJ will be, um, I want A, but there's something about B that I love, you know? So <laughs> he's very, um, he's a deep thinker. He processes. He's very slow to give you a yes. Mm -hmm. So with him, I have realized I need patience with him. So when I'm going to ask him something, I have to intentionally know it might take five minutes with Saria. It'll be 10 with SJ. So I cannot rush it. I got to give it time. It's not that he's slower than her. It's not that he, that's just how he is. But you know, as a parent, if you are not aware of that, here's what we start saying. Well, your sister, like, why, why can't you be like your sister? Like, she's always, she knows what she wants. She, but you're always, you know, your mind is always changing. I need, I need to put down the shades. Your mind is always changing and all of that. But by saying that, that can prevent him from coming to us when he wants something. Because now, or 
it can make him to be someone that he's not because he's going to want to try to do things the way her, his sister does it. And that would not, that wouldn't align with the path that God wants him to follow. Now, of course she can be a good role model to show, you know, how to respect, how to talk to people or whatever, but I still understand they're individuals, right? So I cannot expect if I want something right away, I need to make time for it and not get irritated because he's not responding to me right away. And there are other things that he's also good at. If you say, as you go, um, uh, uh, clean, take this out or do this and, you know, make sure your room is clean. He's going to make sure his room is clean. Okay. Now, Saria can clean her room in two minutes, but she might forget to make sure the room is clean. You see, so they're all good in different ways. So it's learning how to appreciate that. And I'm just going to tie this with a Bible verse always um, that really blessed me and kind of like um, helped me to really see. This is Psalms uh, 144 verse 12, that it says, then our sons in their youth will be like well-nurtured plants and our daughters would be like pillars carved to adorn a place. So that already is kind of putting your head to how do you raise these two people? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it kind of gives you, if you're raising your daughter as a, a pillar to adorn a palace, a pillar is the first thing that they see when you go, when you walk, when you're walking into a palace, before you see the king or the queen, sometimes, you know, you, that's what you see, right? So again, that's a representation. Um, your, 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 your daughter, when she grows up to be a woman, she will be a representation of that family. She creates the atmosphere in the home and all of those things. So it's making sure domestic, uh, domestically, she has those skills you know, and also with my son, it's not just saying, oh, I want you to be a strong man. No, I'm teaching him to be able to tune um, tune into his emotions because that's how he can connect with his, you know, wife and children. So I, yeah. so in my head, I'm like, I'm raising someone's husband and I'm raising someone's wife, you yes. know, now yes. God can have something else you know, for them or religious life, whatever it is, but that's, that's the foundation. So if I'm raising someone's husband, how would I want him to treat his wife? How would I want him to be? So if he's a well nurtured plant, that plant will be fruitful mm -hmm. in his marital home, in everything he puts his hands in. If she is a pillar carved to adorn a palace. Then wherever she is, she's well decorated wherever she is she can stand on her feet not stand to you know um overshadow her husband but she can hold down her household when he's acting to the left she knows how to stand on her feet and make sure that the family stays together the family stays grounded so i think those are the two different ways that i kind of when i try to see them in that light because i wouldn't want to raise i wouldn't want my son to treat his wife, any, how would I say, the way I want my husband to treat me, I have to make sure that I'm raising a son that can treat his wife that way and even better. Yeah. You yes. know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and one of the things that we're doing, it's making sure that they're, they're, they're reading the word and they know the word because that's the main thing. Um, I can show them whatever, I can tell them whatever, but when, when all is said and done and they're grown and they're adults and they're by themselves, it is the word that's gonna hold them down. 
So it's yes, it's what mommy says, but you're gonna need the Holy Spirit to get you through that situation. Um, when mommy's words can only go so far, or mommy's advice or counsel, you know. So it's really just establishing that foundation for them to anchor with Christ, having a personal what we pray as a family, but they need a personal encounter, a personal walk with Christ, because in there are moments that your mom's grace can hold you down. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to need to know God for yourself. Yeah. Come on. Come on. That is it. That is absolutely it. And, and you know, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about last episode about, um, you know, allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us how to raise our children. And, you know, um, because the Holy Spirit is always going to teach us to lay that foundation of the Bible, lay that foundation of the word of God in our children. Um, and, and the Holy Spirit is going to um, lead us and guide us and give us the discernment on how to implement the word, you know, um, you know, as uh, as parents, you know, um, as mothers, uh, et cetera. I think that, um, you know, you, you would have never known or we would never know, you know, um, OK, I need to identify um, you know, this is a difference between my son and my daughter. I need to identify, you know, his differences and help, you know, uh, help, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, nurture in that area and help, help develop him in that area, um, versus trying to make him be like my daughter, etc. You know, I, I think the world's point of view is, you know, okay, well, common sense will tell you this and common sense will tell you that. Uh, we know that about 90% of the world doesn't even have common sense anymore. It doesn't know how, what common sense is anymore. So that is why I'm just being, you know, just being real. So, so that is why the Holy spirit, because I believe the Holy spirit is the, is the essence of common sense, mm -hmm. you know, and without the Holy spirit and look at how many people just don't have common sense. There's no conviction. No. No, and no discernment. You know what I mean? Like, hello, you're raising a son versus a daughter. So a lot of times we see, you know, people raising their sons and their daughters to be the same. And I, and, and, and that, you know, is what contributes to a lot of the identification or identity issues that they run into growing up. And then God helped them in this, in today's society where yep. children don't even know, you know, uh, can't even identify themselves anymore. Am I, you know, male or female, you know? Right, right, so right. Very, very important things and traits uh, to be able to pull out and to, um, and to identify this, <laughs> this thing just keeps on freezing. Goodness gracious. Um, yeah. So, um, okay, there we go. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, um, okay. So really, really good. And and uh, just to contribute a little bit there, when you were talking about your son, um, that's the exact same way that, you know, that the spirit of God led me in terms of um, my son. When my, when my son became uh, old enough to get a job, you know, when he was in, he was still in school, but when he was old enough to get a job, he started, you know, working and things like that. And the Holy Spirit said, now you need to start teaching him how to be a responsible man, how to, you know, how to handle a bank account, how to pay bills, how to do this and how to do that. And I started teaching him those things at an early age. 
And I kept getting these prophetic words, you know, saying that, you you know, you raised your son, you took care of your son, you know, you did this, you know, because I was a single mom, um, you know, and, 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 uh, but your son is going to grow up and turn around and take care of you. I just kept getting these prophetic words and I was fighting it. I was like, no, I'm the mama and I'm supposed to take care of him, you know, <laughs> all the way up until he gets married. It's my responsibility unless God, you know, as you know uh as a husband you know and so on down the line um but ultimately it's my responsibility and i just could not accept that because i was so like um self-sufficient you know <laughs> independent-minded uh-huh. yeah and didn't want to let that thing go um but god sure enough like forced me into a position that i had to allow my son to take care of me for a season and I am telling you, the learning experience and the Holy Spirit was saying, no, now you're teaching him. I'm using you. You're still working. You're teaching him how to be a husband now. He's learning how to take care of his mom because he's going to take part. care of his wife the way yeah, that, that he part. takes care of his mother. He's going to yeah. love her the way yeah. that he loves his mother. You know, he's going to provide for her the mm-hmm. way that he provides for his mama. And I was like, Okay, God, you know, and my son uh, would always come to me and he would say things like, you know, um, now he had a job, you know what I'm saying? Barely out of high school. And he's already complaining about, I don't make enough to take care of you. I need, I need to do, I need, I need another job. I need this. I need that. He was trying to work two jobs. He was trying to do, you know, and I'm like, no, I have money. I have income coming in. You're okay. He's like, mom, I don't feel like a man. who put that in his his heart other than the holy spirit you know so these words that were coming uh prophetically they were coming from the lord (laughs) you know and that's a lesson to learn you know for single mothers out there when you're raising uh godly you know when you're raising men of god Girl, girl, girl. That's a whole conversation. Okay, let's go. It's a whole conversation. And right there, <laughs> just, just to highlight what you just said, you know, in Ephesians, where the, the Bible when the Bible talks about husband and wives, it says the, the husband is supposed to love the wife as Christ loved the church, right? And we're supposed to respect. So that's a that's a that's a picture right there because he's learned how to it's like no matter what happens i need to make sure that she's okay he's gonna carry that when he gets married he's not just gonna want to sit and allow his wife to you know um to suffer when she needs help like he's gonna come in and help out because he's already he's already had the preview with his mom right and you on the other hand really kind of at that in that position there's no you have to learn how to respect his efforts Oh yes, right? yes. And then this is this is this is it. God says, respect your husband, wives, respect your That's husband. Right. And so when a man comes around, Sister Shelley, you say, <laughs> I can respect my son, then I got you, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. And when it comes to decision making, I have learned um how to step down, you know, how to step out of the way and allow him to make decisions on his own. Um, he is um, you know, especially like when it when it comes to big decisions that affect, you know, the household because he's not married yet. So he's still here. Um, I I think that, you know, um, that was a challenge for me as well was, was learning when to just let him take the lead, you know, just let him take the lead on decisions 
um, that need to be made. And if he makes a mistake, let him make the mistake and let him learn from the mistake, you know, <laughs> and just kind of guide him instead of, you know, taking over and saying, you don't know what you're doing, you know, et cetera. Right. Right. Um, very, very big lessons to learn there. So yeah, ladies, difference between um, the, uh, thus is the, thus the difference between raising, um, raising sons and raising daughters. Um, as daughters, you know, we have to teach them how to submit to their husbands and how to actually, I think the word submit means to respect their husband, to honor their husbands and to, uh, and to obey their husbands, you know, um, but, but not in, in terms of anything, you know, that's outside of the will of God. And, you know, that when the husband is, is, is really just, you know, trying to, um, treat them in a wife. Yeah. So I'm going to read this scripture um, from Titus. Uh, let, let's. I, I saw a couple of comments come in. Oh, okay. Uh, Gandhi, welcome. Uh, uh, is, am I saying it correct? Or should I just say Yvette? God bless you. Welcome. Uh, Stephanie, God bless you. Uh, uh, she says, great analogy. Amen. <laughs> um, so we're going to read this scripture here from Titus 2. And I want to read this from my uh, my study Bible here. Um, because uh, I, I want to, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm writing that scripture. So <laughs> you're right there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right there. Okay. So um, Titus chapter two, uh, ladies, I'm in the King James version and I am um, reading this from my study Bible. Um, if you don't know where Titus is, it's right after Timothy. So after second Timothy, you'll find the book of Titus um, chapter two. And it talks about, um, you know, teaching, you know, teaching our, our daughters or, you know, because yeah. this is about mothers, right? Uh, mm -hmm. and, and teaching our daughters how to, um, how to uh, be wives, basically, how to um, raise, you know, how to handle their household. So it says, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Uh, and of course, this is Apostle Paul uh, speaking. Um, well, this is uh, Titus, this book of Titus. So um, it says, um, just a second here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Paul's letter to Titus. It says, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity and in patience. So, um, if you if you uh, there's a few words there. Uh, it says sober, right? So um, we've been studying the Book of Proverbs uh, here on the channel, and um, you know, uh, sober-minded means the opposite of foolish. Okay, uh, you don't want to you don't want to raise a Naboth, uh, which is you know Abigail's husband, who was a churlish man. He was a foolish man. And he did not respect authority at all. Amen. And that got him in a lot of trouble uh, where he actually lost his life because he disrespected a king, King David. So um, this, you know, these these things are very important. So it says that the aged men, the aged men now be sober, uh, grave. That word grave there is it, it means reverent or respectful. And then it says temperate, which means uh, self-control. It's one of the fruit of the spirit. And then sound in faith, in charity, 
and in patience. And of course, we know the word charity there means love. And then verse three, it says the aged women likewise. So <laughs> we are, you know, we're, we're not much different from the men here. When God is speaking to the men, you know, well, we, we can't go down that road and say, well, no, you're supposed to be like ABC and I'm supposed to be like, you know, like this. And, you know, and, 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 you no, know, we're actually walking on the same, uh, down the same uh, path of righteousness together. It says that the aged women, likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, uh, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. It says not given to much wine. That doesn't mean it's okay to drink, <laughs> but, you know, a little wine for the stomach's sake. That's what the Bible says. But y'all don't be no, no let, let's not be uh, drunk mamas, okay? We want to be sober mamas. That's Amen. right. That's right. Amen. <laughs> you, know, just, you know, people will take the scripture and twist it. So it, it says not, not false accusers. So not slanderers. That's what it means. Or uh, yeah, not slanderers. Don't you know, slander our husbands or, or our children or falsely accuse them. And it says not given to much wine. And then it says teachers of good things. Do you know, ladies, that each and every one of us as mothers, we are teachers. We are teachers first to our children. Um, God, God wants us to, uh, to teach them good things. And, and why? Verse four, that they may also teach the young women to be sober to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that's another something that's kind of missing from our culture is discretion among women, um, especially, especially younger women, especially young women. Um, where has the discretion gone? I mean, why are, uh, why are, uh, are young women uh, growing up to become, you know, to, to, to be like so, um, loud and belligerent, you know, and, and, and things of that nature. Um, as kingdom women, we're supposed to be teaching our daughters how to be um, discreet. It also means, uh, it, it, it means um, um, uh, someone who uh, has enough self-control to tame their tongue, uh, discretion of speech, um, mm -hmm. uh, self-control in terms of uh, our appearance, self-control in terms of uh the way we communicate and so on um sorry guys uh freezing okay sorry about that um and and so on so you know um discreet and and chaste that also that that also goes along with um self-control and also having a quiet Spirit, I'm going to read this in the uh, in the study in the study version. So I just I'll just read through it because I'll start teaching here in just a moment because that's what I do on YouTube. So let me just read through. It says to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home. Now, this is a point that I really want to pull out. Sorry about my arm, guys. Uh, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. And then it says, young men likewise exhort to be sober minded. Um, and then it, it, it says, in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, 
gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that cannot be condemned, <laughs> you know, our, our good cannot be evil spoken of if we do what, you know, what the Bible is saying. And then it says that he is of, uh, of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Okay, so this is what it says in the study, uh, the study part of this. Now, this is talking, uh, you know, again, to to older men and women, how should we should be teaching our children. It says the age men are elderly men, not necessarily those who hold the office of elder. They are to be sober, sensible, brave means dignified, temperate means prudent and thoughtful. Uh, and on the study uh study group we you know we understand that the word prudence means um someone who counts up the cost before making a decision right um someone who considers the outcomes and then it says thoughtful sound means healthy in faith uh, and then it says in charity and which is in love patience perseverance that the aged men are to be examples of godliness to the younger men. And then it says the aged women or the older women are to be in behavior as becometh holiness. They must right. be teachers of good things by teaching mm -hmm. the young women to be sober, love their husbands, love their children. The older women are to teach the younger by their example. Um, discreet means modest and decent. Chaste is sexually pure. Keepers at home means workers at home, not idle. Come on, Proverbs 31, ladies, not idle. Obedient to their own husbands means being submissive to their own husbands. How much of that do we find in Proverbs 31 as mm -hmm. the virtuous woman? How much of that do we see in uh, Ruth, in Esther? How much of that do we see in Jeremiah chapter nine, when God is telling the women, you know, that uh, to, to uh, teach our younger, uh, teach our daughters wailing and how to intercede and how to cry out and pray and so mm -hmm. on. So these mm -hmm. are some of the things, these are some of the things that we want to catch in this episode. That's and right. I, I'm going to open the floor to Hapsi here about this. I want you to talk a little bit about this, Sister Hapsi, and just let the Lord use you. Um, and 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 while you're while you're talking about that, because these are the things when we mentioned earlier. Sorry, the video when we mentioned earlier about um, when we mentioned earlier about cultivating an atmosphere of peace in the home. We mm. mentioned cultivating an atmosphere of peace in the home as wives teaching daughters. Go ahead, Sister Hapsi. Hey, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> That scripture is in my notes. Hey. I, that, like, I put it down. It's, it's the minute you mentioned it, I said, Lord, thank you for confirming this. Because in my study time, that scripture, that, that, that's the, my main scripture for the whole life thing, right? So, and I, I just want to reread this again in the NIV version, just the part of the women, because it's very, it, what, like, you just brought up something really good. In the NIV version, and I'm just focusing on Titus, uh, Titus chapter 2, verse 3 to 5. It says, likewise, teach the, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderous or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good, 
they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. Sis, I wanted to read this as a reinforcement. Yeah. Um, because from experience, you know, um, I told you this before, we grew around, um, growing up in Africa is really, you do what I say, but not what I do. So most of the times we go to church, we carry out religious activities, right? It was like a routine, but when you see the mothers and the older women, they, in, in their regular life, in their everyday life, what was done in church, a certain church on Sunday, what's not the same thing that was portrayed in their everyday life. So you can have a mother that is hor horrible at home, but she, she is in church every day. A modern law that is a horrible at home, but she, you best believe she's in church every day or a father or, you know, vi vice versa or children that like, oh, my kids are holy. They go to church every day, but the things that they do. So that word at the end of the scripture that says, um, first of all, let me just ask a couple questions here. Right. And, and this is just rhetorical questions. It's really like, if you yourself are not equipped with the word of God, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So if we are not equipped with the word of God, how can we train our children's God way? If we lack wisdom, how can we advise our children? If we are dead in the spirit, how can we fight spiritual battles for our children, for our marriages? Um, if we're worried about our reputation and not our character, how can we instill Christian values in our children? So the word malign at the end of this Bible verse, it's, it's, it means like, having a very evil disposition towards others, right? Um, very unfavorable disposition towards others. Your, your intent is to injure. Yeah. So if as a mom, your intent is to injure, that's dangerous. Yeah. So you see, right, this, this kingdom motherhood, it starts with us. And the other, the other definition um, of this word says a malign, an, an ulcer. And we know in, in the medical field, an ulcer is something that eats you slowly. It starts just like a red spot before you know it, the first layer peels off and then you know it goes deeper. So yeah. if you as a mom are not centered in the word of God, everything around you will be like that ulcer. So you'll be a destroyer so your intention, you you have an evil disposition towards other people. So it doesn't matter if it's your child or your in-laws or whatever. So we, it's really important because in Proverbs eleven fourteen it says, "For lack of guidance, a nation falls." It didn't say you fall. Come on, come it on. A nation falls. Yeah. So we're taking. This is not just even about us. It's about those kids. And our great grand, great, great grand, you know, but, it, but in that same verse, it says, but victory is won through many advisors. So if we don't place ourselves in a position where we can guide these kids that we have, God gives us wisdom to advise them and, and, and just channel, you know, help to birth whatever God, the Holy Spirit God has placed on the inside of them, then we're literally destroying a whole generation. Because there's so much lack of integrity in 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 us. It's you know I'm telling you this. It's out of it's, it's where I, it's how I grew. Like 
you're, they'll tell you something to do, but they're doing completely different. So what are you doing when your kids are not watching? Ah, come on. What are you, what are you doing when you tell them, I need you to do this? Are you going behind their back and doing something completely different from what you're, you're telling them to do? Come on. Come if on. I'm saying here that I'm raising my daughter to be respectful, being disrespectful to my husband, she can see that. It don't matter what I tell her. Yeah. So I have to be intentional in making sure that I'm not disrespectful to him. He has to be intentional in making sure that he's loving me as Christ loved the church. So that way my son sees that and knows how to treat his wife. So kingdom motherhood, I feel like it's, it's bigger than what we even think it is. But if we don't want all that ulcer to eat into our families and into our generations, we got to get it right. Because guess what? If my if I bring up my daughter to be an emotionally disturbed little girl and I'm always causing turmoil in her life, my old age is going to be affected. <laughs> come on. You got to raise them. Because yeah, if you come back, it, it's it's just going to circle back. It's just, <laughs> it's just going to circle back. Yes, you will definitely see that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if on, you, you are revelating good. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you think you're you're like, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. Well, or you come to your kid's house and you're causing disruption or whatever you're doing, you are preventing your own blessings that God has for you. So, and yeah. I, I don't know about anybody else, but I need everything that the Lord has for me because uh, without him, it's, it's about to be a mess. So um, if I can raise my kids, not with intent, like I know they're going to bless me, or hold them down to it, like, so you can take care of me tomorrow. No. So you right. can take care of the wife that God is going to bless you with and, and leave your life to accomplish whatever assignment he has for you. So if we're only thinking about ourselves, I want to be happy in my marriage. I want to be, I want to be this. That's from a selfish perspective. Mm -hmm. It's really, I want a happy marriage, not because I want a, a, a gut fearing create a God-fearing atmosphere in my house or whatever, because these kids that I'm pushing into the world, they got to foster their gender of God's kingdom. I don't want to be any, I don't want to be the person that, um, that, that I don't want to be another baggage that they carry out. Cause my mom was so bad. Now, instead of showing up as a good wife or showing up as a good husband, they're trying to, you know, they're, they cause chaos in somebody else's life, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know if I answered your question, but I just wanted to absolutely. reinforce that because. Yes, absolutely. And I love the, I love the analogy you gave about um, how it eats away like a canker. Like when something is malignant, that means that it's, it's, it's actually poisonous. It's actually dangerous and it's deadly. It's mm -hmm. actually deadly. Um, and, and so, you know, when you were talking about that in comparison to um, um, how, you know, our children grow up and they affect the kind of nation that we live in, the kind of world that we live in. I think that there are not um, enough of us as parents that are actually consciously focused on the impact that that um, our particular children, you know, have on this nation, nation, our nation, wherever we are in the world and how they are going to contribute and affect you know, future generations, how they're going to affect the nation and the culture that they live in, because they will impact that culture one way or another. They will impact their nation one way or another. 
And we don't want it to be in a way that is self-destructive to them. And they end up, you know, uh, you know, God forbid, you know, locked up or even worse because we didn't train them properly. And then when you were talking about, you know, um, you know, growing up with parents that, you know, always said, well, you know, do as I say, not as I do. You know, I'm very familiar with that. But, you know, I, I, I you know, another thing that that I think uh, parents forget is that children are smart. Our kids are very, they're much wiser than we think they are. And they will absolutely tell you, no, you, you, well, you don't do this. Well, you don't do that. And then we think, oh, you're being smart. You're being a smart mouth. And now it's time to pop you in the mouth. No, it's time for, it's time for us to clean up our act. I can't tell you how many times as a parent, especially as a single mom, um, that, you know, my son, uh, I, I saw myself in my son's actions and I, and God, the Holy spirit rebuked me when I was getting ready to say something to him. He was like, no, he got it from you, you know? And, and, and so, you know, when is it, where do we draw the line and stop, you know, and, and start to actually um, self-reflect and begin to look at ourselves and say, you know, Am I being, you know, uh, uh, you know, am I being the best parent that I could be? You know, no. Is there a lesson that God is trying to teach me here? You know, um, instead of being so focused on, you know, raising our kids, uh, you know, according to the right and wrong that they do or that we think they're doing, you know, because a lot of this stuff is passed on. It's generational. It's coming through the genes. It's coming through the bloodline, you know, and so on. So now, you know, where do we, you know what I mean? <laughs> where yeah. where do we, we got to get a handle on that, right? Yeah. What do you say? Yes, that's true. And because the other point I was going to make is that um, in order for us to even show up for them, the way we're supposed to show up, the way God wants us to show up, there are generational curses and strongholds and toxic family patterns that we ourselves by watching unconsciously can, can carry that on without even knowing. Right. So we really need to tell the Lord, we need a supply of his spirits is come on because sometimes that child's action might not be what is even triggering your anger. I would say, okay, so, so let me give you an example. I've had a history of being very irritated when I'm not, um, when, when I'm not listened to, right. Again, I grew up in a culture where, um, you better take your butt to the backyard. I'm sorry. You better take your, yeah, you, you, you're not supposed to be, you don't be where um, the elders are sitting. Basically, um, it's, your voice is not very highlighted. And when you try to say something, it comes off as you're disrespectful, you're rude. But me, instead of saying, well, thank you for expressing yourself to me. Or thank you for letting me know how you feel. Or I'm sorry, I didn't know that that's how you feel. Let's talk about it, whether it's right or wrong. It's always silence. How dare you? Yeah. Who do you think you are? It, you're too rude. You're too disrespectful. So where is that fine line? So if I'm not very careful, uh, my daughter can sincerely be expressing herself to me, but because of my own, um, because I haven't broken that side of me, 
am I trying to start saying, well, who do you think you are? Why are you, why are you being disrespectful? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so, so unconsciously, I can start saying those things to her without realizing, no, it's, it's where I have, a, 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 um, I have pain. That's where it's coming from. So it's, it's very important um, that for me to deal with whatever generational strongholds or curses or family patterns that are like following me, whether I'm conscious of it or not. So I don't show up in my, me and my daughter's relationship like that person. You know, so it's so it's it's really raising godly seeds. It's really us trying to change the story for the next generation. And you can't you can't change what you've not acknowledged that is an issue. Oh, that's good. That is so yeah. so good. That is so so good. What what you have not acknowledged as an issue, right? You know, when, okay, so we grew up, you know, with that. Why would we want to pass that on to our children? We grew up saying, you know, uh, being, you know, slapped in the mouth or expressing our feelings and so on and so forth. Why would we pass that on to our children? You know, um, you know, we, in, in, in the olden days, you know, I'm, I was born in 73. Okay. But in the olden days, we were taught, you know, um, these things, these things were disrespectful, you know, so that's why they say, um, well, who do you think you are? Because it, it was it, it was taught to us as a form of respect or disrespect. You know, mm -hmm. you speak when you're spoken to. You mm -hmm. you know, uh, stay out of grown folks' mouth. Stay out of grown folks' conversations. You know, um, you know, uh, don't talk back. You know, and so on and so forth. Which you know, there is a there is a a, a difference there between being respectful and being allowed to express yourself because this is the re the real thing is that if we're not careful, especially with sons, like you were talking about your son earlier, how you yeah. have to be patient with him. I noticed that that uh, uh, men tend to, tend to be more patient than women, <laughs> naturally. It seems like they tend to be a bit more patient than women, uh, naturally. But when it comes to, especially to men uh, or raising young men, um, uh, we have to allow them to be able to express themselves. We have to allow it because if we shut them down, if we shut down our sons, if we shut down our daughters, yeah. uh, what we're actually doing is we're taking away their voice so that when, you know, when God calls them and say, Hey, I need you to go and preach to Nineveh, Jonah, I need yeah. you to go and, you know, and do this. And then, <laughs> Who I mean, who knows what Jonah's problem was? Maybe right. he felt so insufficient and insecure because his That's parents right. wouldn't never gave him a voice, never Thank allowed you. him to express himself, Thank and he you. thought he was going to get in oh, trouble or die. <laughs> you know, come on. So we, if we're not careful, we will actually take away their voice, and they won't. They won't feel sufficient to be able mm -hmm. to carry out the call that God has placed on their lives. I want to give the the floor since we're talking about taking away voices we're not going to take away uh soraya's voice tonight i want to no, give we're her not. <laughs> and let her she looks like she got something to say so come on baby girl talk talk to us how do you feel about all this um so how i feel about all this is like as you were saying um when as my mom was saying like back um when she was younger it was like you can't be around adults when they're talking and everything but now um like it's kind of 
when you're around adults, you just need to give them their space because you know, okay, they're talking adult things. You need to separate with them. But when it's time for you to speak up, like when it's time for you to open up your voice, open it up when it's right, but at the same time, control it. Like, do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, open it up, but control it, especially when you're around adults. Because sometimes when you say certain things when you're around adults, it can come out the wrong way. And then now you can get in trouble. Like, you shouldn't have said that and all of that. But it's not for you to feel shut down. It's for you to know that in the future, when you're around adults, just know that when it's time for you to speak, it's time for you to speak. And usually whenever I do that, because I do that, I do that sometimes, my mom will call me and she'll be like, okay, you shouldn't have said that at that moment, but just know that next time, just tone it down, you know? And it's not like to cancel me out, but it's to tell me like, speak when it's your time to speak mm-hmm. and don't don't interfere into what you're not supposed to be interfering with. That's right. And so, yeah, that's something I really picked up on too. And- um, You wanna yeah. tell me, Shelly, about your notes that you made? You wanna mm-hmm. give us some points from your notes? And okay. tell them how mm-hmm. old you are. How old are you? I'm 12. Ah. A 12-year-old raised the kingdom way. You hear this? Do you, can you hear the discernment coming through this little this little lady here? Can you hear the discernment, people? I'm just saying, like, you know, uh, not only are our children smarter than we think they are, but the Holy Spirit talks to them. Come on. The Holy Spirit talks to them. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah, the Holy Spirit talks to them, y'all. So did you not hear what she just said? She she was able to, she's able to discern, especially with the correction of her mother d- during those times that she did speak out of turn. She was able to, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit was able to teach her um, a valuable lesson there and give her understanding so that she won't feel shut down, you know, and she, now she understands, okay, this is when I speak, this is when I don't, and this is, uh, and, and, and I understand how to respect others uh uh you know uh line of conversation you know what i mean i i I believe let me say this and i'm gonna uh sarai you can continue but one thing that 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 is so um that i think is very very uh uh difficult it's very very uh challenging when you're trying to communicate and this is the problem and this is what causes a divorce this is what causes families to fall apart this is what when when someone is trying to express their thoughts and their opinions you know um in their mind or their heart but they can't get a word in edgewise because as soon as you allow them the time you know to talk you come in and take over what they're saying you know mm-hmm. interrupting right. each other. too many of us have been raised you know uh without being taught this valuable lesson of how to be respectful in conversation and not interrupt others when they're talking. So we grow up and become adults who, you know, always feel like, you know, our word is the most important um, or I always have to have the last word 
or what you know i'm always right and you're everybody else is wrong and then you know it just you know no one can have a healthy conversation anymore no one can have even a healthy argument anymore or healthy disagreement because you know and that's it, it causes so much confusion anger and ultimately you know it can lead to broken uh, broken marriages broken families etc i just thought i'd throw that out there because <laughs> yeah no it's know. it's true because um it's you know it's that's where the guidance comes in right that's where that's what the bible says to train them to guide them right so it's like yes i want you to talk but when adults are having adult conversations then you can't just interrupt or you can't just like just flow in so you need to know when it's it's appropriate you know it's it's that and that's where we find out the our roles when to speak because that's also training her um you might be upset with your husband but um does that need to be addressed right now Come on. maybe not right now maybe, maybe right now right <laughs> maybe right now i need to talk to my father first let him give me guidance on how to address it with uh, my husband because he's going to tell me the right way or i'm really the one thing i'm learning to sister shirley um that i wasn't aware is not to um discipline my children from an emotional standpoint i'm yes, learning fine. Not, yes yeah not to discipline them like i like for example i come back from work i'm irritated i'm tired and they do a little thing that on a regular day it's not even going to be an issue and i respond to that from a place of i'm already exhausted or i'm already you know have an issue with my husband i'm already i'm mad at this so i'm really trying i've i've, I've when I caught that revelation, I'm like, oh no, I can be tired. But what I do now is I say, mama, I really want to listen to you. If it's something that can wait, can we talk about it later? Cause I'm, I'm tired. She'll tell you, she's shaking her head. Cause I'm, cause right now I'm re give me, give me five minutes or give me 10 minutes, you know, and then we can talk about it. And then she'll be like, oh yeah, mom, that can, it can wait. It can wait. Or sometimes she'll be like, but I just really like, it's just one little thing. I just want to ask you. So in my, then I'm like, okay, it means she really needs me right now, you know? So it's also being able to, to, to know that. And, um, I wanted to add first, uh, Timothy verse four to tw verse chapter four, verse 12 says, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. But ah. set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in faith, um, and in purity. So I tell my children all the time, she, you know, um, you know it's like friend, you know, my, the, how about this friend? How about that friend? Me and my husband always tell them, listen, the friends that you need will come to you. You don't need to feed into that friend group. They don't have to be, they're not assigned to you. So they don't have to be your friend. So don't let anybody, you know, cause if you don't fit in this clique, which you said before, you can, you can, you can feel bad because you think like they're looking down on, you know, you got to stand out. And sister Shelley, you said in the beginning, standing out is setting the example in your speech, in your conduct. So if they're doing something that is not in line with what the word of God says, you can't be part of it. And that's and completely that's fine. fine. I can tell you guys, but you see my actions. I will not be part of your, whatever you're doing and, and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's really important. I think Saria has some notes too, that she wants to share. Can I say something real quick though? Go While, ahead. Um, uh, when, when you were talking about, um, um, you know, when we were talking about how to communicate and being respectful and, you know, allowing people to, you know, to express themselves, 
um, the Holy Spirit dropped this scripture in my heart and, and it's Daniel uh, chapter one, um, mm -hmm. because earlier you were speaking about, uh, you know, raising our children to be able to. I'm so sorry, you guys, about this. Like I was having trouble getting dressed because of one hand. So I got makeup on my top. So please excuse if I look a mess. Um, but but um, this is what it says. Daniel chapter one here um, in verse uh, verse uh, three. It says, and the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of the eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes, certain kinds of children. Now watch this. Now children in this sense means sons, right? Um, but, but watch this. What kind of children did the king want brought in? Verse four, it says, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science. And then it says this, it says, and such as had ability in them to stand Amen. in the king's palace, mm. such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace. The Amen. Holy Spirit highlighted that because the way we teach our children to, uh, to communicate or the lack thereof, also determines how they're able to contribute to society and, mm -hmm. and, and, and the types of circles they will be able to actually uh, impact, you know, the types of tables they will actually be able to sit at, you know, and, and understand or be able to discern, you know, you know, when to speak, when to hold your peace, you know what I mean? Um, and, and, and you know what I mean? Uh, yes. How to communicate. So, yes. so this, this is something very, 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 very key that we should yes. remember about raising our children in terms of communication. Mm -hmm. When we talk about raising daughters, you know, we don't want our daughters to go down this path of, you know, this kind of uh, ghetto kind of communication where, you know, a lot of us had to unlearn that way, right? We're trying right. to unlearn that way. And we still have women and women of God who are reteaching other women that way. You know, no, it's not okay to be, you know, loud, boisterous, uh, ghetto, and 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 can't say, you know, can't can't put together a sentence without, you know, rolling your neck and rolling your eyes and, you know, popping gum and, you know, right. and well, just all, all of that, all that mess. slang, you know, like let's try to clean up our conversation. Um, and teach our daughters and teach our uh, teach our children how how to actually be good communicators so that right. they'll be able to have a greater impact in right. society. Amen. Uh, Amen. That's pretty much all Amen. I had to say about that. Go ahead, Soraya, with your notes. Okay, so since we're talking about communication right now, I was going to say to practice open communication with your kids because then when they are talking to you, they won't be hesitant to talk about you, about what happened at school or what's going on in their mind. And they'll know that, okay, if I say this to mom or if I say this to dad, they won't just come at me. They will talk to me and they will walk me through the steps. And so that's one thing that I think is really important is to practice open communication with your kids because then they will feel open to talk to you. Yeah. So that's so true. And they and they can also communicate with you on the level 
of the intelligence that you are showing or exemplifying as a child that that way you know there won't be a misunderstanding and you know how our parents back in the day sister hapsi used to be like well you're too young to understand like you know you know what i mean but but when we allow them to express themselves and when we give them the floor we can actually gauge um you know their level of understanding their level of intelligence and you know and 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 know okay well this is a conversation we can you know we can bring them in on you know and so on and so forth um because we learn from our children as well they're not also not only learning from us but we learn from you guys as well so great point great point mama and 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 it's it's really how do i say it it's really um if you i was i was gonna highlight if if you if you know when the holy spirit says i would teach you i would instruct you in the way to go that is also true for your children as well so even though you might feel like well their understanding is not do you trust that the holy spirit in that conversation will teach them the way you know, you might be saying something and the Holy Spirit will help them to understand the way, you know, based on their level of understanding. You you, you see what I'm saying? Yes. So it's, it's that, yes, you grow, you have faith over here, but where, but where, where is the, the work in that? I'm going to do this, but God, I'm trusting you that she's understanding what she's getting, what she needs to get from this conversation based on her um, level of understanding. Yes, yes. And that also helps them in in other areas of their life, their personal growth in school, you know, communicating with teachers and elders and, you know, uh, church leaders and so on and so forth as well, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's really, really, really great. I really love that. All right. So <laughs> I think we learned a lot um, here. I, I want to ask one last question. Um, um Sister Hapsi, um, about did we answer that question already about um, the child's point of view? I wanted to I wanted to see if um, do you, do you think your son has any input for us? Where's SJ? Let me. I think he's uh, he's upstairs. Let me go get him. Yeah, I, I'm sure he will. <laughs> I'm sure he will. I tell you that little boy, <laughs> he, he will have something. <laughs> good, good. This is really great. I, you know, we're talking about letting them express themselves and things like that. And yes. since we're talking about, you know, raising kingdom children and so on, you know, I, I think these are things that they will remember when they grow older yes. and they'll remember that, you know, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had I, I I contributed a little something to that conversation. It helps them, to, so it helps them to remember what uh, what they could pull out of it and what they could learn from it as well for their children. I think this is really really great. It is, it is. I love it. I love it. And um, one of the things that also, you know, the Bible verse that says, when you, um, uh, I think it's it's in James that says when you Say, listening to the word of God and not doing what it's what you what it's telling you to do. It's like looking at yourself in the mirror. I, I always tell them. I always tell them that when we read the Bible, it's like it's like looking at yourself in the mirror and then you walk away and you forget what you look like. Yeah. So I, I always ask them, "Can you imagine that?" When they're like, "Oh, you know, I think I." I was like, "Can you imagine that?" 
you know, you don't have to remember the exact chapter or whatever, but if you can, that's great. God brings that to your memory, but at least knowing what the word of God is saying, if, if you can, I, I would always ask them, can you imagine forgetting your face? Or my son would be like, how can somebody forget your face? I was like, well, that's what the word of God is saying. So, yeah. Yeah. So he, so, so, you know, it's those little things, those little analogies that it's like a light bulb for them. And, and I hope, I hope, you know, it sticks and, encourages them to always make sure that they're in the word. And um, I tell them as a, as a mom to have grace for me too, because I'm not always going to, me and my husband, we're not always going to do it right. Uh, mom is not always going to get it right. But in the moments that I fall short, mm-hmm. I make them to understand. That's why the Lord says we're in our weaknesses, you know, we're made strong in our weaknesses. So that's also teaching them to be able to give grace to people and grace for themselves as well, you know? So, yeah, yeah, not having to be right all the time as parents and le- and letting them be vo- being vulnerable enough and transparent enough to say, hey, you know, I didn't get it right this time, or you know, I'm not all, I don't know everything, you know, but we're learning, you know, <laughs> some of this yeah. stuff we're learning together. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely, definitely agree. Um, I definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Is he so coming? My he's sleeping. You're here. Yeah. Oh. Um, and the oh. TV is on. What his show is just there. so yeah, he's sleeping. He's sleeping. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, um, was there anything else that you um, that you want to uh, contribute, or anything else that you wanna you wanna talk about? Um, no, I think we pretty much touched on um, on everything else. Um, the only thing I wanted to um, highlight was encouraging people to um, prophesy over their children Um, because whatever you prophesy over your child again I always like to go to my background just to relate when you calling when you start saying you're dumb you're stupid you're this you're that those are words that will linger way when they're in their marital home right and they might think it's either okay to do that to their children, or they might actually not feel good enough to show up as a, hus- a good husband or show up as a good wife. So it's important that the words that we're prophesying or we're speaking over our children, it's not things that um, brings them down because in the Bible, whatever comes out of our mouths is supposed to build somebody up. So even if I'm disciplining you, I should be building you up in the discipline, right? Um, so um, even when God disciplines us, he doesn't discipline us so we can just stay there. It's He's just trying to teach us the right way, a better way to do it. So I think as parents in, in kingdom motherhood, our mouth, you know, in in um, in James, I was reading yesterday, uh, our, our mouth is, it's whatever you say, it's, it's very, it's key, it, it's destructive. You yeah. know, um, one of the man of God that I was that what that I'm watching, he said, a woman can't. Um, which that did happen in the Bible. A woman can stop war, and a woman can start war. So um, we cannot underestimate the power of her tongue. If right. we use it rightly to prophesy over these children, their their dreams, things would manifest in their lives. So I think you talked to me about having like um, manifesting prophetic um, dreams and all of that. It's it's in saying those, using God's words to speak over your children, speak life into them. 
you know, so they're growing up with the strength of the Holy Spirit to do the things that God has called them to do and not growing up already feeling defeated because their mom said they can't do this or they're not good enough or you're not smart. And meanwhile, that is a doctor that you're telling they're not smart. And they grow up thinking that way. So they don't put any effort in studying. They don't yeah. put any effort in doing anything or you can't speak well. That could be a man of God. That could be a minister. So now their voice is stifled. Their voice is held back, you know, and the, the enemy attacks or they could be a, a worship leader. And mm -hmm. you're like, please stop. You, that's, you, you can't sing. They don't, they don't work on it. That skill is not sharpened. It's not nurtured, like you said. It shuts them down. So we can, as much as we are, our goal is to play a part to make sure that these things manifest, we have to be aware that our, our words can also make sure that those, their destiny changes. If we're not sure, if they don't encounter God for themselves, if they don't encounter God for themselves and, and, and be born again, they can carry on these things and it can really affect um, their, their, um, you know, their, their future. Mm -hmm. So for sure, for sure. One thing I, um, I always say is that, you know, when, uh, when Jesus said my word is spirit and my word is life, um, we have to understand that when we speak, uh, just like as the scripture says, life and death is in the power of our tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We're going to eat either life or death from the words we speak. And our spirit, our, our words, when we release words out of our mouth, they have a spirit on them. Yep. And, and we wonder why people, you know, uh, end up, you know, in deliverance for, uh, you know, with a spirit of low self-esteem or insecurity or, you know, um, self-hate and things like yep. that. It's because it was spoken over them. It was spoken into them. And, you know, those words have spirit and they uh, have a spirit on them. Um, mm -hmm. Some people might call it a word curse even, um, but it's, it's you know, it, it's important to realize that when we speak, our words have spirits on them um, that actually bring life or death to the person that we're speaking to. Um, and so, you know, um, some of these some of these things, too, uh, I've noticed are passed on, um, passed on through the genes because I have never, um, you know, I. I, I have never I've never said this to my son, but I noticed like at certain times my son would do something and then he would be like, you know, he would hit himself in the head and be like, oh, I'm so stupid. Why did I do that? And I'm like, where did you get that from? So, you know what I mean? Like, I, I remember that his dad used to do that. You know what I'm saying? So it was something that was even passed on through the genes. And I'm right. like, no, don't ever call yourself stupid. And another point to that is that, you know, when we grow up and we um, begin to, you know, to marry and so on and, and, and you know, um, not even just in marriage, but in, in friendships and relationships and especially in marriage, we teach people how to treat us. We mm -hmm. teach people how to treat us. And if we don't, um, if we don't, you know, actually love ourselves, as the Bible says, you know, uh, love, you know, love yourself and love, love God, love yourself and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Um, if we don't know, if we don't uh, understand how to treat ourselves because we've been taught down to by our parents, you know, all our lives or we allowed friends to talk down to us or so on and so forth then, you know, 
it's going to reflect in our relationships. We are, we're actually teaching people, okay, it's okay to, to call me stupid. You know, it's okay to call me dumb, et cetera, because we don't think that much of ourselves because we were called that, you know, before by someone else. So, 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 so uh, crucial and so key. Um, um, I, I think the last thing I would like to uh, mention is um, when we talked about teaching our children uh, the word of God, we're living in a time where, you know, where so many people um, are struggling. And uh, as the Bible says, you do err not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. I think that, you know, um, we, our, our society is also shaped, especially as the body of Christ nowadays. Um, the reason we're facing so many of the problems that we're facing is because of the lack of the knowledge of the word. And, 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 and we just want to put that out there that it's very, very crucial to make sure just like, you know, people that, you know, realize that, Hey, you know, the school systems and the school districts are teaching our children things that we don't want them to learn. Amen. Um, and Amen. we, we're going to pull them out. We're going to homeschool. We're going to do this and do that. I think that the most important type of homeschool before, you know, teaching them, you know, uh, uh, mathematics, English and, and science and history is teaching them the word of God, making sure that we um, have uh, or integrate that with school, but making sure that we have, uh, you know, that we, uh, you know, give them homework assignments, teach them, you know, uh, to study the scriptures, teach them how to get the word in them. Um, the first book that I taught, uh, oh, sorry, the first book that I taught my son was the book of Proverbs. Um, and <laughs> I, I actually assigned him the book of Proverbs when, when he first learned how to read. And I knew that it was a difficult book to read, you know, but I challenged him. And I think he was about six years old or so, five or six years old, when um, I, I, I taught, I sat him down and I said, look, I want you to read this entire book, read the book of Proverbs. And I mean, he would cry and, and all of that, but he read that book because he knew that, you know, I was like, if you don't read it, you're going to be grounded. You need to read the, read this book, you know, because I wanted right. him to be full of wisdom. And I knew that just reading it, he would get the seed in him, even if he didn't really fully understand it. But later on, the Holy Spirit will give him understanding and I would be teaching him these things along the way. And so, you know, it's so important to instill, you know, that in our children to help, you know, teach them the word of God and teach them how to get in there and read that stuff for themselves and go Amen. through the same process we had to go through. Yeah. You know, we read it. We didn't really understand everything either. But the okay. fact that we read it, we got it in us and, and the Holy Spirit pulls it out every time we need it. Right. Whenever we need it most. So. Amen. Amen. So good. So good, Sister Shelley. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate each and every uh, person who joined us tonight and um, thank God for you. And I'm going to ask if um, my little princess will close us out in prayer because I know she's a praying woman. Amen. <laughs> if you will close us out in prayer and we're going to uh, we're going to dismiss and and let everybody get on their on their Friday journey here. Okay, um, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God, I thank you that we're able to do this podcast. I thank you that we're able to spread, um, um, we're able to spread 
ideas around the world and give people wisdom to continue on with their lives and how they can raise their kids. And I want to thank you that we were able to continue on with this podcast. And I pray that as we both, as we all disperse tonight, I pray that you bless us and keep us safe. Amen. Yes, Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Great job. Great job, Mama. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and let you guys go. Thank you so much once again uh, for joining. And please make sure to follow uh, Sister Hapsi, support her on her YouTube channel, um, Encourage to Sparkle. It's in the uh, in the um, the uh, the tagline there at the bottom. Um, her channel is called Encourage to Sparkle. You can follow you can find her on YouTube. You can find her on Instagram. And um, is that it, Sister Hepsi? Yes, that's it. Okay. Um, and do you have any any particular projects or anything that you want to tell them about that you're working on? Or um, So I'm working on doing a brighter retreat for next year, but I'm still, do, it's, under, it's under the carpet for now. So I'm still letting the Lord guide me with that. But yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, that's what the Lord has been placing on my heart. But as time goes on, I will be releasing their information as, you know, as I get the leading from the Holy Spirit. So that's that's my next vision. Now, hopefully I'll come on here and talk about it too before we, we go ahead and do it. But yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yay, yay, very excited. Looking forward as well to that. Um, and yeah, we gotta do this again anyway. We gotta do this again, because this was great. It was so good. And I believe the Holy Spirit really uh, brought out so many things that he wanted to say. Um, so yes, um, make sure to, uh, go and follow sister Hapsi, subscribe to her YouTube channel. Um, and, um, yeah, help her grow because we're trying to grow our little YouTube channels and stuff. And, um, also subscribe here if you're not subscribed and you want to see more from us, um, and share the broadcast with someone who needs it. Amen. So Amen. we'll be back here. Um, I'll be back here on Tuesday night with another episode of how to slay in prayer and we're praying over the seven mountains of influence um in the world we're going to be praying over um uh religion amen the mountain of religion this week so uh very very key so yeah we uh we love you all god bless you thank and you. we'll see you soon take care thank, thank you bye, bye. <laughs> bye Soraya. love you love you too bye Bye.